and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome aboard the season finale flight of the Jappy Jaws podcast. I am your pilot here to guide you on flight 333 for an epic finale of all podcasting finales. Wow, I really could have a career in being a flight attendant if this podcasting thing doesn't work out because that sounded pretty legit to me. (laughs) Hello, everyone, and welcome to the season finale of the Jappy Jaws podcast season one, baby. It is your hostess, or for today, pilot, with the mostest, the jappiest of some, if not of them all, Lindsay Moraskin. Wow, guys, I cannot believe that we are here right now. It feels so surreal saying that. It's so bittersweet even saying it's a season finale because I just want to keep going, going, and going, but we all know how this shit works. We all have to have a temporary, you know, break for a little bit. But before I take that break, I had to give you guys quite the episode of episodes. But before we get into it, we got to get to our homework, go over the review sheets, but 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 I'm getting ahead of myself. We have to do the to-do thing. Do you remember in high school or middle school when you'd walk into class and there'd be the to-do on the whiteboard? Well, I have to check off and do my to-do which is thank all of you. If you had told me that where I am now a year ago would be where I'm at, I would say you're fucking lying. I did not think that this would ever become so possible and become such a dream come true for the small idea that I've once had for a lingering amount of time in my brain to it finally coming into fruition at the end of the summer. I am in awe of not only myself, but of everyone around me that's continued to support me and give me all the advice in the world. It truly has meant so, so, so much to me. And I think that if anybody, especially those that are graduating right now and they're thinking of trying to dabble in something like podcasting or they're kind of feeling a little confused with where they're at with jobs, it's going to be okay. There's going to be that outlet for you. There's that light at the end of the tunnel. It all takes time. It doesn't happen overnight. And I find it so much more rewarding being at the point I'm at now and seeing how much I can grow and how much I have grown. That would not be possible without all of you. I'm so fucking lucky that I've created such an amazing platform that I'm not only able to do what I love and talk about what I love, but I'm able to create such amazing friendships and greater bonds with people in my life that I never thought were possible. It seemed as if it was never obtainable, but I am the proof in the pudding that no matter how big or no matter how small, whatever you set your mind to, you are going to be able to do. And I encourage you all to make that your to-do on your whiteboard to write down your dreams, your goals, your aspirations, whatever it may be, and make it happen. Do it for your fucking self, baby. And don't let anybody stop you. You can do it, and I believe in you. All right, now to the real review. Let's go over the rundown. Now, first, let's go to Instagram and we're going to go to the search bar. We're going to search Jappy Jaws, J-A-P-P-Y-J-A-W-S, as well as my personal Instagram, at Lindsay Anya, L-I-N-D-S-A-Y-Y-A-N-Y-A-A. It's like a little song. And don't worry, if you didn't catch that, it's in the episode description below. Make sure you go and follow me on there. During this break, I'm going to be fucking active as shit, baby. You don't even need to worry. You want to know about what guests are coming and who I'm interviewing while I'm gone? That's where you're going to find it. You want to take part in my polls? That's where you'll find it. You want to hear my reviews about products, shows, TikTokers, you name it? That's where you'll find it. So make sure you go on to Instagram and follow me on both those pages because that is truly the number one place that you are going to find everything. And now you're listening to Jappy Jaws. Where are you listening from? Apple? Spotify? Wherever it may be, make sure that you are subscribed, reviewing, rating, commenting, liking, following, favoriting, doing whatever the fuck you gotta do to make sure that Jappy Jaws is right on top of your podcast playlist. I think that's what it's called. Make sure you turn that notification bell on so every time that I upload a brand new episode, and especially for when season two comes around, you are the first to listen and you are the first notified. Make sure you're catching up and let me know what you're thinking. DM me now for one of the moments that you've been waiting for, the season finale drinking game alert. And this week, I really want you all to get fucked up or I really want you all to get real hydrated because we are going to do a topic. We are not going to do a word. So anytime that there is mention of a relationship that Lauren and I are speaking of, I want you to take a sip of your drink. Now, if you're over the age of 21, even though Lauren's not a fan of it, shots of tequila always. If you're under the age of 21, I hate to break it to you, but you got to stick with that Capri Sun, baby, Arizona iced tea, whatever. If you're driving, working out, working, water, coffee, Red Bull, whatever you got to do to keep you hydrated. So don't forget that every time that we 
we mention a relationship, take a sip of your drink or a shot. Now, everyone, I don't want to give you too much of a life update because honestly, there's not much of one. Do I still have my gym crushes? Absolutely. Am I going to approach them? Probably not. Maybe this weekend if I saw them at a bar and I'm going to pretend I don't even go to the gym I go to. There's so much more life and so much more happening in my life that I want to give you all, but a season finale is just not going to do it. And I don't want to jinx anything in my life because I feel as if I'm really on a great path right now where I am becoming the best version of myself possible. And I feel like I go through stages of this quite often where I reach the next best phase of my life. And I feel like I'm getting into that and I'm so excited to share that with you all. But right now I'm in a very transformative place that I don't want to jinx anything. So I promise you all that things are good. Things are happening and I'm very excited for what the future and what summer is going to bring. So with that being said, let's just jump into today's episode. My guest today is no stranger to Jappy Jaws. You guys know her. You guys love her. She is quite literally your online BFF. She's actually my real life BFF now. Lauren Tybee joined me today because we had been talking for quite some time and this girl just genuinely gets an obscene amount of DMs, comments regarding advice. She has become literally a new Ask Alice of TikTok. She knows what the fuck she's talking about. She may only be 21, but I promise you she is much wiser beyond her years and I've never met someone that has quite that head on her shoulders like herself. We not only talked about relationships and getting through breakups and situationships, how to approach certain situations, friendships, but we also talk about the importance of loving yourself and being obsessed with yourself. Lauren is the proof in the pudding that if you put your mind to something and you put yourself first and putting your best foot forward, you are going to be able to achieve experience so much more to life than you could ever imagine. And I'm so thankful that she was able to share all of her advice and her experiences throughout relationships, friendships, and finding her voice and finding her place in this world and that she's also currently still evolving. And I think that's something important to know. So I really hope you guys enjoyed this week's episode. We really get deep. We give you what you don't want to hear, baby. But I promise you it's all with good reason. I do want to give a disclaimer. Throughout the episode, Lauren and I reference being with guys or we reference girls going up to guys and just heterosexual relationships in general. Even though we are referencing to girls approaching men or men approaching girls, this does and can go any other way. But I will let Lauren and I take it from here. So please give a warm welcome to Miss Lauren Tybee. You guys are always constantly asking me for advice in any given situation, whether that's life, in a relationship, school, with family, There's only so much I could say because I don't know everything. And there's so many other people that have experienced life. A little while ago, I had this guest on and we were talking about a lot of this type of stuff and we really got more in depth and a beautiful friendship blossomed from it. You guys were begging for it. So guess who's back? It is Lauren Tyvee. Hi. Hi. Thanks for having me again. Thanks for coming. It's so weird because I normally have other people on double time again, but this one is especially special. I mean, I I think our friendship formed and the way we talk is just very natural. Yes. Excited for this one. It makes a lot of sense. Before we get into it, give people, you know, a reintroduction to yourself, who you are, what you do, where you go to school, what you major in, and if you want to add a fun fact about yourself. So my name is Lauren Tybee. I'm from upstate New York, but I go to school in New Jersey at Monmouth University. I'm studying communications, but I really want to do fashion and social media. I've gained a little bit of a following on TikTok. A little bit. (laughs) Over the past year. And my content is kind of all over the place. I feel passionate about doing fashion and styling. But now I feel like it's more shifted towards like advice in the relationship because people ask me about that a lot. I'm kind of doing everything on TikTok. But that's my story. Do you have a fun fact about yourself that people don't know? Um, A fun fact? Okay, I just found out that I'm 100% British and Irish. I thought that I was like German and French. So that's kind of cool. All right. All right. We love a Miss Universe type gal. I like what you said about how your TikTok page has kind of become something way greater than what you probably ever thought. When I first found you, I was always looking at you for Amazon finds or Princess Polly stuff. And then all of a sudden it kind of took a turn, a good turn to like this advice column type thing. When was that first? Well, do you even remember when that first video came out and you were like, okay, this is my advice for this. And then it kind of just came pouring out. Honestly, I actually, when I think it started was I read the book, Why Men Love Bitches. And I still tell everyone, if you haven't read it, read that book, Why Men Love Bitches. I posted that in like August and that video, I didn't even say what the book was about. I literally just said, you guys have to read this book. It's amazing. It's life-changing. It's literally the Bible. And I 
everyone was like, oh my God, I'm buying it right now. I'm buying it right now. And then after that, I just started posting. I still do fashion, but here and there I would post about boys and stuff. And then I posted another viral video where I was like, you have to stop wasting your life on these fuck boys. He's not even texting you back. Like move on. Like you're never going to be hotter than you are right now. That video like really blew up. And then I started getting comments about like certain situational things. I was like, wait, I actually have answers for these people. So let me just like make videos. And now people are always asking me questions about boys and life. So I make a lot of videos about that. I like talking about that stuff too. Especially because we are so young and I hate when people try and be like, oh, you have so much time. You're so young. You don't know anything. Okay. We don't know it all, but we do know a thing or two about a thing or two. And I always say that because you can't really put down anyone's life experiences. Doesn't matter if you're 22 or 82. And I think that we also live in such a society where we're constantly going through things that even the littlest change makes such an impact and such an effect on our lives, especially with girls our age, because that's what we know with relationships and guys that is changing constantly. The world we live in and like dating with social media and everything, it's a different world. So even like, I think our parents couldn't really give us advice yeah. on things that happen now, even though they are older, they have the experience. They don't know what it's like to do dating right now. It's a whole new world, truly. My question is for you, has TikTok really impacted your dating life? I know that you're single right now, but mm-hmm. Do people, do you ever feel like they're kind of coming after you because like they want your clout or it's like people that you wouldn't expect are sliding into your DMs if you want to share that? I guess I haven't really thought about it. The way that I am is I'm like, oh my God, why am I single? Then I ignore literally everyone. So I guess (laughs) I haven't really even had the opportunity to like experience if someone's only talking to me because they see me on social media. But that's a good thing though. Yeah, I feel like I'm a pretty open, welcoming type of person. So it hasn't really made a difference. There has been guys, actually this happened over the weekend or two weekends ago. This guy, like we were just talking as friends and he was like, you know, like I always saw you on Instagram and stuff and I thought you were a bitch, but like I actually started talking to you and you're so nice. He was like, I will see you on my FYP. Like, blah, blah. I was like, are you serious right now? Like, do you have a resting bitch face? I don't think I do, but I guess just like, because I'm really confident, it comes off as too confident or cocky sometimes. I think I have a resting bitch face and like when I'm confident, like you will know it because you and I, I think are very similar in the aspect of if we're going to go for something, we're going to go for it. We're not going to second guess it because like what's the worst that could happen that's my legit motto nowadays because so many people are so thinky about it and I know that's like a weird word to use but people are so oh well what if this happens okay so what if it does happen you just have to go for it what is the worst thing that could happen it's not like you're gonna die exactly dramatic but no also I'm too scared of being what if I'm too scared of missing an opportunity because I didn't just go for it true I love that also I want to bring this up because I think that this kind of brings in the whole TikTok thing of how you went from not really going from but you're able to do advice giving you're able to do comedy you're able to do fashion and someone literally once told you that if you don't stick to fashion that you're not going to be successful on TikTok and I think the last time that you were here you had just hit 200,000 followers Mm -hmm. on TikTok and now what are you at now it's like almost to like 230 that is just crazy so that just goes to show that if you're confident in what you're doing and you're passionate about it you're going to be successful no matter what and I think you're the proof in the pudding yes thank you I appreciate that before we get into you know the even deeper part what is your biggest (laughs) advice for trying to you know go for something that you're extremely passionate about I think just go for it but like go for it with full force and like give it your all don't be a half-ass and be like well I'm scared of what people are gonna think just do it my friends even say now they were making fun of me when I had 10k and I was like yeah I'm gonna do this posting like an influencer but you're gonna get made fun of until you actually make those numbers and actually do it so if you're going to do it, do it with your everything. Don't do it half. All or nothing. All or nothing. One other thing I do want to ask you. So you're an open book, like you said, and you're Mm -hmm. always giving stories or going off of things that you've dealt with or your friends have dealt with. Do you ever get nervous posting on TikTok or Instagram or kind of second guess what you're saying? Not usually. There have been, like I posted a video that went viral. It was about this girl that DM me and I like asked her before I posted, I was like, do you mind if I talk about this in a video? She was like, no, no, of course not. So I feel like even though I'm not saying people's names, I usually respect their privacy or I'll say to a friend like, oh my God, I have to make a video 
video about this. Sometimes I'm an oversharer for sure, but I don't really care because I think people benefit from that. They like the openness and they like that they can relate to that because sometimes it's topics that people don't want to talk about. And I think that's a good thing that people are also comfortable enough to go to you. And a lot of the time people will create like those hidden accounts and not have it say their name, like grandma loves puppies 181 or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> but I think it also goes to show that people not only feel like even though you're just someone that they follow, they feel like you're a friend and that you're an older sister kind of too. Yeah. Going after asking you something and being like, hey, this is my situation. Can you help me out? And I think that's really inspiring because not many people have that outlet. And I think that's one great thing about TikTok. It's been like an eye opener over the past. I mentioned in one video that I try to answer DMs and that just opened a whole flurry of all these DMs from girls, novels. And I try to get to them. But like just seeing that people are that comfortable to just tell me such personal things is insane to me because to me, I'm just me. But to them, they're like, oh my God, I'm so comfortable with her. Like she can really give me advice and really help me. You should feel very proud of yourself that you created yeah. such a, you know, I don't want to say fan base because I know you don't look at it like fans, but like, <laughs> you know, like a family, I'm going to say. Yeah, a family for sure. Another thing though, and I kind of touched on this a little bit earlier is that we truly became friends after our yeah. episode. We stayed on our call the last time, I think for like another hour. We text, we FaceTime. It's a legit, you know, love <laughs> we got going on. When we're both fully vaccinated, we're obviously going to hang out, go to the city. She's moving to New York City this summer, I think. Yes, in the work. Lauren and Lindsay, L squared, we're going to take over. Yeah. <laughs> Fair warning. We really got talking and we bonded on a personal level that we both share similar interests and we also have similar outlooks on life. And I was like, you know what? We just have to do part two. But this time around, you know, not make it so professional, kind of go a little easier. Basically, an Ask Alex advice column, Carrie Bradshaw and Samantha James type situation. Like Lauren said, constantly, she literally showed me a screen recording. The amount of DMs this girl fucking gets <laughs> asking for advice or what to do in certain situations is uncanny. I feel like I get overwhelmed sometimes when people ask me, but I cannot even imagine how you feel. And I feel bad like that I can't answer them all, but it's like, impossible. I, or like if I see repeats of things, I'll try to answer it in like a video. Oh, okay. People are constantly asking you something and I was like, you know what? Let's put our knowledge and the two brains and beauty together and give the people what they want when it comes to anything and anything that they're going through. Because I feel like when you have one person telling you one thing, it's good. But when you have two, we're not going to be on the same page every single time. Mm -hmm. You know what? Part two is coming. And I hope everyone's excited. This is like the perfect opportunity to this get is, those questions. This is the time. I know I put in questions of my own too. So, <laughs> But we're going to jump right into it. So basically how we broke this down is we got a lot more messages about relationships and what we've gone through and how to kind of, you know, get through something or how to approach a certain situation. So that's really going to be a heavy focus. Fair warning, we may go on tangents. So here we go. You ready, Lauren? <laughs> I'm ready. All right. So one of the first questions that we got, which I thought was super interesting because I haven't even thought of it like this, is with the world reopening, how do you transition back to normal with friends or guys? Or has the whole pandemic shifted your focus on how you approach situations like that? I mean, I don't really think the pandemic changed because I feel like people are on their phones a lot. And like personally, I'm in college. So we're still kind of seeing each other and being safe about it. But I think it has definitely made people more shy. With that being said, I think it gives us girls every opportunity to just be more out there and go up to the guy and approach them first, they're going to be shy. So if anything, I think the pandemic has really just made people maybe socially awkward in a sense. Okay. I guess that would be my take on that. I think for my own personality, I think it really is something. And I feel like a lot more people, like you said, have gotten a little more socially awkward because in certain situations, you're not going to feel 100% comfortable because everybody's just afraid of Corona. But yeah. I think that if you kind of put that to the side, I know for me personally, I've just never had an issue going up to a girl or a guy and making friends or like shooting my shot, however that may be. But I think going into it, you just have to think of, okay, like they've definitely been approached before or they've done the approaching. Just do something that you think that they would want to. I think people think too much. And I know I said that a little earlier, but you just got to go for it. I feel like you shouldn't have COVID being the number one reason mm -hmm. that's going to hold you back because before COVID, would you have done it? Exactly. That's what you have to ask yourself. So I think it's like, okay, you can't let that one little thing hold you back. I definitely agree with that. I think it's just a new adjustment that we've all made. I don't think it like really changed that much on relationships and stuff. I've been single for my whole life and lots of guys want me, just not a relationship. Help. Okay. This one is an interesting one. I'm, I'm going to take the reins first. I don't think it's a bad thing being single your whole life. People are always craving partnership. People are always craving attention. I know I'm an attention whore to a T, but 
but the thing is, I almost think it's a blessing in disguise when you have that time to yourself because then you really can be nitpicky, as everyone should be, but then you really can be more picky and choosy with who and what you want to spend your time and invest your time in because you don't want to put energy into something that's half-assed just because someone wants you. You want someone to want you fully. Exactly. I think you can't be blaming your whole life. Like there's nothing wrong with you because of that. For guys, they just think with one thing and one thing only constantly. Yeah. But the thing is, you have to know what they're bringing to the table and they need to bring more than just a plate. And you cannot settle. And if you're single for however long, if you're 18, that's not a long time. I'm sorry. But that's just it's not. You have your whole life, like your 20s and everything like that. But you have time to figure out what you like and what you want and the right thing will come to you. I totally agree. How I am right now is I'm like, I can't even imagine being in a relationship because I'm obsessed with myself. Amen. <laughs> but I think sometimes if you're this question said like help, like I basically you're asking to date someone if you're seeking out, oh my God, I need a boyfriend. I want to date someone so bad. You are never going to find the perfect person because you're too obsessed with like being in a relationship. And then I think if you're in that situation and you're like just obsessed with having a boyfriend, you don't care who the boyfriend is. You're just like, I want a boyfriend. It's not going to be beneficial. It's not going to enhance your experiences. There's no reason to have a boyfriend just to say that you have a boyfriend. That's my take on that. You have to prepare yourself to be in a relationship because once you're in a relationship, you can't just be thinking one-sided. Yeah, you can have your moments, but it's two people. Like there's two things to consider. Yeah. This next one, because I know you made a TikTok about it and it went freaking viral, whatever. <laughs> if there was a point of beyond viral, that's what happened with this TikTok. And I think you describe it so perfectly. What the fuck is a talking stage and how the fuck do I get out? Oh my God. Okay. So personally, I hate talking stages. Amen. I don't believe in the talking stage. I really haven't been in that many talking stages because I will say for the boyfriends that I have had, we didn't really do the talking stage. We just kind of started dating. I'll just kind of recap what my TikTok said. I truly think the talking stage should only last one month. If it's going to go further than a month, that's four weeks. The guy knows what he wants. You should know what you want. And if you don't after four weeks, you're kind of both wasting your time because what the fuck are you doing? And I just think we have this whole idea of, oh my God, if I put a label on this, if I start dating this person, I have to marry them and that's it. And that's where like these commitment issues come in. But just because you guys are dating and your boyfriend and girlfriend doesn't mean you're attached at the hip. Like you can break up. It's going to be okay. You can experience other people if you're not feeling it anymore. And I just think the talking stage is so stupid, but it's something that this generation has made like a pre-dating thing, but you just have to know your intentions. And if that person isn't matching it, then you need to get out of the situation. What I like that you said is, and I've definitely had to learn this the hard way, is the whole one month thing. Because people have an idea of what they want. And if mm -hmm. you're already scared after that one month, you aren't sure that that's the right thing for you. Kind of a two-way street. Like people are not only wasting their time waiting for this person and you know, come around like, oh, like, it's okay. Like just another week and we'll talk about it. Just another month and we'll talk about it. No, say what you have to say, say it with your chest. And that's how you kind of figure out, okay, are we going to continue doing this? Like, are we going to actually take it seriously? We don't need to put a label on it, but if there's that light or that label at the end of the tunnel, so be it. And if there's not, sniff smell onto the next with like these talking stages, there's also a misconception that it's always the guy's decision, which isn't true because I've definitely been in the situation where a guy has asked me like, so like, are we exclusive? Like, what are we? And I was like, I'm not ready. I don't know. And that was just like my realization to be like, okay, like I can't commit to this person. So like, maybe we should say goodbye and part ways. I think there's a huge misconception that it always has to be the guy bringing it up first or the guy making the decision when it's a two person relationship. You both mm -hmm. have the same things. All right, now this one. How do you deal with exes? With exes, the way I am, a lot of people don't agree with this. I block everyone. You're not in my life anymore. I don't want to see you. I don't want to hear from you. I block on everything. Like literally even- Do you count girl. like your talking stages yes. too? Like, after wow, okay. But it, I mean, it depends. Like not every single one because some of them I still am friends with. But like even some of my talking stages, I'll just be like, you annoy me to even look at. So I'm blocking you. You're you're not part of my life. I don't want to see what you're posting. I don't care about it. Okay. So I guess my whole take, cause I guess this is where we kind of defer for as big of balls as I have. Like I don't have the willpower to block. Sometimes I have this one ex that I've always constantly been unfollowing, following just cause like that's how messy our relationship was. But I found if you are someone that you are like me and you do not have the willpower to go and block this person on social media, then just mute them. I think muting is a great thing. And then it's on you. And this is something I've 
learned the hard way. When you're going to look at their page or anything and they are muted, the only person that's making you upset is yourself because you're yeah. going out of your way to go look at this person knowing that it's hidden for a reason. You are purposely going out of your way to go look at them. And I think that's something that a lot of people, including myself, are guilty of doing. But at the end of the day, it's like, okay, if you're on good terms with them, that's for you to decide whether or not you want to have them on social media. If you're not on good terms with them, don't take it from me. Take it from Lauren. I suggest block them. I did have like this one ex that I was like really hurt by. And I found myself like doing exactly what you say. Like I was literally going on looking at his tweets, looking at his liked tweets. That's what yeah, would make me the most upset. I know. And we were on good terms. Like we ended in like a friendship. And then I was like, I can't see this anymore. So I blocked him. I don't know if he thought that like I blocked him because I was being petty, but I genuinely blocked him because I was like, I'm never going to get over this if I don't stop. And I knew if I blocked him, it would be really embarrassing to unblock him. I just have to block it so I can't look at it or see anything ever again because I was hurting myself. No, that's true. Because when you're looking and you're researching, it's like you become a fucking FBI agent, honestly. Yes. And it's like, well, what does this mean? How does this go into this? Blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, you need oh my to God. relax. I would look at Venmo sometimes. I would yes! literally look at Venmo and I was like, I'm a crazy bitch. I need to stop. But the thing is, guys love, not even just guys, anyone that you're in a relationship, everyone loves the crazy. Because when there's not drama, it gets boring quick. I have friends that have been in long-term relationships and really don't have these issues. And I mean, they're great relationships, but personally, I'm like, where's the fun? But that leads me to my next question. Do you think you can be friends with an ex? Um, yeah. Uh... I don't know. I think it depends on the situation. All of my exes, I can confidently say I feel nothing for. So like, yeah, we could be friends. I don't think I would like care to have a friendship with them. Definitely depends on the situation. I think if you're friends, you either are still in love or you were never in love. Ooh. Ow. <laughs> That's my take. That's what I think. Personally, I think if you're friends with your ex, like if you're in a friend group with them, it's unavoidable. You're going to see yeah. them. For me, it's always just been like, you got to go cold turkey if you're not having that attachment already. For me, I've been in situations with guys where I've just gone cold turkey and I don't feel like I need to go back and I don't need to revisit it. The thing is, I don't know about you. I'm a jealous person. Like I'm the first to admit. I just don't think that when I would go out and if it was nothing and I saw them flirting with someone else or like talking to someone someone else posting even with someone else I would get mad when you're friends with an ex it causes a lot more issues because you still have that feeling there regardless if you're over it or not you're just always gonna feel that ick in the back of your mind so I don't think it's possible to be friends with an ex I feel like I'm different I'm like not a jealous person at all so I feel like maybe if there's like enough time between not speaking then you could have a friendship but I just wouldn't really care to have a friendship maybe like my talking phases yeah but none of my like serious exes we are out of each other's lives for a reason like mm -hmm. I don't think there's a reason to be friends and now say you were in a relationship with a guy or whatever and that they had an ex that was still very heavily trying to influence them or be in their life and they were giving you a problem how do you approach that situation I think if they're still talking to their ex that would piss me off because I'm very much like one thing happens and I'm peace out I want nothing to do with this I had a boyfriend and his ex I saw they were texting a lot or something I would not like that. I would just be like, you need to figure it out because I don't fuck with that. Either he could explain something. Your ex is for a reason. Like you shouldn't be friends. I think if my guy was talking to an ex, I would just be like, I'm out. You can go have your ex. What if they weren't talking, but that said ex was giving you an issue? I would just be like, you guys aren't together. Let us be happy. An issue that people have and like, yeah, you're always going to obsess about who your ex's new person is. That's always something that's going to be in the back of your mind. It's not your place anymore to even care or even want to exactly. know anymore. And I think that's something that a lot of people have had to learn the hard way. Okay, great. You can comment on their appearance, comment on what they like all you want, but at the end of the day, day what is that doing for you it's hard like even I've definitely stalked my exes like new girlfriends or whatever and I'm like oh my god they're doing the same things that we used to do like that's so crazy and it would like piss me off but then I'm like all right we're in different places in our life like why am I getting like envious of this girl when I wouldn't even want to be with him if I had the opportunity to exactly so, like, girls get territorial for no reason you want it to be known like oh well I had him first but there's really no point in that obviously you're always like you said always gonna obsess 
obsess over who your ex is with now, but it's like, you're in a different place now. Because even if they were single, like, would you want them to come to you and be like, oh, I just broke up with my new girlfriend to be back with you? This is my next question then. How soon is too soon to start talking or trying to date someone else in your eyes? Um, I don't think that there's like a time limit on it. I think it depends on the situation. Like I had a boyfriend, we dated for like three, four years. And then I just like kind of like hopped into talking to another guy because I was definitely over our relationship before it ended. And then when it ended, I was so over it. It was a long time coming. And then I just kind of started talking to another guy. Talking to the other guy didn't really work out. Like I've been in that situation. Then I've also been in another situation where I ended things with a guy and I didn't talk to another guy for like months. Mm -hmm. So I think it just depends on how the breakup went and like how you were feeling. Yeah. And I also think it says a lot about the relationship with yourself. Like you said, you're obsessed with yourself. That is not a bad thing. You put yourself first. The best part about that is like that prepares you to be with someone else because not only does it let you stand your ground and that you still have your individuality, but it also shows you like where you could draw the line and have your boundaries and everything like that. And I think another big thing is people are always constantly saying like, oh my God, I just want them back. I want them back. Whatever. You don't need them you just want them and you're saying that yourself because even if something were to work out and like a fight happened and you talk it out whatever you wanted it to work out but it's not like you need it to survive yeah I think in that situation too a lot of times like I think this happened to me a lot in like my first relationship I only wanted to stay together for so long like even though we were always fighting and we both knew we should break up I was obsessed with like what we had and like holding on to the memories and what we were knowing that we're not that anymore so I think people hold on to like what they were hoping that that would like come back to life even though it's so dead and you just have to move on like your life moves you change your relationship changes like you said might want that but it doesn't exist anymore exactly and I'm gonna get you know open book I was with someone for like three and a half years and I consider them to be my first love no matter whatever happens you'll always have love and care for that person in your heart but it gets to a point where sometimes it's like if it's continuously been the same pattern it's like a game like what are you winning at the end of the day except frustration exactly you're just only gonna hurt yourself so I feel like people get so nervous to be so straightforward and so honest with what's going on or how they're feeling that they just string people along for the fun of it and that's not fun it's not a game it's not a race at the end of the day two people need to be happy and that doesn't matter if you're with someone or not just doing something like that and that's something I learned the hard way is like you can hold on for as long as you can and want to but you're gonna have your own time where you're gonna be like okay like this isn't fun anymore we're going around a merry-go-round that never ends I want to get off exactly I would say that's how my first relationship was too it was literally like a switch went off I was like Morin what are you doing you know that you're not happy and then I think that taught me a lot about myself and what I'm willing to put up with because I put up with so much and we fought so much that I was like I don't want that anymore and now in my like future relationships and things that I go through I'm just like this is not serving me like I have to walk away before this gets too much because like you said like what's the point in going on this merry ground that never ends like it's always going to be the same story I think a lot of people also feel rushed. I know I did for a while feeling like they need to get over it and that they're not allowed to think about them or miss them. That's not the case. Like you're allowed to miss them. You're allowed to reminisce and think about them and wonder what they're doing. That's not going to kill you. I mean, maybe if you think about it long enough, it could. But you also, I try to look at the glass half full instead of half empty. And even though like you probably went through hell and back with your ex, like same with me and mine, at the end of the day, you have to try and not be so harsh on your for letting it get to that point because you do remember at some point you were happy and you enjoyed what you were doing and who you were with yeah I totally agree I think it's really hard to walk away but I think that's a message because like a common theme in a lot of my dms are like I've been in this relationship for x amount of years and this and that just walk away I remember literally the reason that we actually ended up breaking up was because I went to a psychic and she told me you're really good at starting things but you never know when to walk away and I was like I have to walk away I don't know what it was your wake-up call yeah it was for sure that honestly leads me to one question that someone had submitted saying my boyfriend of a year broke up with me completely blindsiding me and was saying he was in love with me the night before what do I do I mean I can definitely relate that actually happened to me where he just kind of like woke up and he was like I love you but I'm not in love with you and I was like that hurts at the end of the day you just have to find that love in yourself and be like okay like you can definitely love each other I'm sure that he loves you but 
why do you want to be with someone who doesn't want to be with you back? You can love people. I think that it's very true. And like you have many loves and many soulmates, but you just have to put yourself first and be like, I'm not going to be with someone who doesn't want what I want in the same sense. So I'm sure he didn't mean it in a malicious way. He probably does feel like that. And I think if he had these ideas that he wanted to break up and end things, he probably felt guilty about it. Probably saying like, no, I love you. I love you. But then just was over it. So I think there's really anything you can do, but like put that love into yourself instead of him. For sure. And I think that something that I said earlier is that guys tend to think with one thing and one thing only a thousand percent of the time. Like you honestly need to spell things out for guys in order for them to understand things. And that's not every single guy that you meet. But in this situation, it's like guys also don't know how to communicate well. And if they're not feeling it, they're not going to know how to say and they'll take their time. Like Lauren said, they may love you. They may have this care for you, but it's also hard for them to come to terms because guys don't like coming to terms with their feelings ever. They have a hard time expressing it and it's because they don't know how to feel and deal with emotions. What I'm assuming went through this guy's head is okay, like I do care for this girl. I do love her, but I'm just not at a place right now where I can give her the love that she deserves. It's almost like, and I'm not saying this is every single breakup, but it's almost like you have to think of it as them being selfless to let you go because they know that you are worth so much more than what they can give you. Yeah. I mean, I'm definitely sometimes that girl that's like, oh, I hate all men. You know, that's TikTok. But yeah. <laughs> like, I, I hate that everyone's like, oh, I hate guys. I hate guys because they're human too. Mm-hmm. And like, I've been in the situation where I wanted to end things with someone and I felt like shit about it. I was like, wow, this hurts that I'm hurting this person this yes, badly. I've been in that situation too. It sucks. And I'm sure he didn't want to hurt you because it's so hard to sit there and say to someone, hey, I don't want to be with you knowing that that person 100% wants to be with you. I think in that situation, that guy might have just been like, no, like, I love you. Just to say it, it's hard to be in that situation. It is. I'm going to give a little story. So there was this one time when I was kind of pursuing something with another guy that I had really liked and my ex was still kind of in the picture but wasn't. And I feel like a lot of people, and especially people in relationships, guys and girls, they tend to, when you see someone doing better with someone else or that they're kind of better off without you, that's when they really start to miss you more and want you more. And it's like, I appreciate you saying all of this now and I appreciate you telling me how much you love me, you miss me how you want to be with me but when push comes to shove and I say okay so be my boyfriend be my girlfriend and you're kind of hesitant it's like it's because someone else has the opportunity to be with me it's almost like they have I hate saying it like this but like they want to have this ownership over you and that's just not realistic at all and I think that's when you kind of also get in perspective of even though they're saying all this stuff and they could mean it why is it just coming out now when I'm trying to move on and when I'm trying to do better and better myself you cannot just make a judgment and go off of something because someone automatically now wants to say that. I felt so heartbroken when I was like, listen, I need to do what's best for me. I literally, I cried for like 24 hours. Why does this hurt so bad, like hurting someone? But it's because when you feel that feeling for someone, but you know it's best for not just you, for both of you to, you know, move on and kind of figure your own shit out with someone else, it's overwhelming because you're just like, okay, I never thought there would be the day where this would have to happen. And I guess it's here now. And you kind of just have to push forward, but know that just because they're saying that in that moment doesn't mean it's going to fix everything from there on out. Yeah. And I would say that's the biggest red flag when someone only wants you when they see you doing well or when they see you with someone else. Like never ever be that girl that's just going to go to them just because you're with somebody else. That's the worst thing you could do because they don't really want you. They just don't want to see you with someone else. Exactly. Another one that we got, how do you win a boy over another girl? And Lauren and I were both like, (laughs) Yeah, I think that's kind of a weird question. I think you shouldn't be going after a guy just because other girls want him. He should want you, but also you should just be seeking out people because you enjoy them and like you have the same vibe. I don't understand where the factor of other girls comes in because when I'm talking to a guy, I'm the only girl right there. But at the same time, when you're talking to a guy, don't think that he's only talking to you because he's talking to like a ton of other girls. Like always keep that in your mind. You have to play the field just as well as he does. He might be the player, but you're the coach. A thousand and one percent. I think if you're worrying about other girls constantly, that just is an insecurity thing. Like I think if you're confident and you're like, okay, why wouldn't he want me? You're not even going to think about other girls. I know that if I was in a room with, I don't know, say Kim Kardashian, like she's beautiful. I wouldn't feel insecure 
insecure. You can still think that someone's beautiful without having negative thoughts about yourself. I feel like people are constantly trying to create more competition in their head than there already is. I've caught myself doing that, my friends, everyone that I know really. It's just something that it's a slip up really. And the thing that you have to do there is it's like you need to A, stop looking at it like it is competition because what are you winning at the end of the day? The guy, okay, guess what? You might not be with him for the rest of your life or you might not be with him long term. So what are you really winning in that aspect? You want to go for someone or shoot your shot with someone because you have an interest in them. It's not because there's someone else in there. It's like, oh, I have to get to them before they do. That's not how you should look at it. Yeah, I think that everything that you just said, I think I've never really in a situation when I'm talking to a guy, I've never thought, how am I going to win him over any other girl? Like I've yeah. never really had that thought. If they're going to waste their time with you, you'll know. Yeah, exactly. You'll always know. Your gut's always right. Do you like dating apps or do you have any dating app experiences? I hate dating apps. I know 100%. I can say I have never downloaded Tinder. I never will. And I did have Hinge for like a hot minute, but then I was just like, dating apps are not for me. I was just bored and wanted like validation and attention. But then I was like, this is so stupid and I wouldn't even answer people. So. So I'm definitely not the dating app type. So <laughs> everyone knows that like I have a love-hate relationship with Hinge. <laughs> I had Tinder for literally the hottest of minutely, like Lauren said. If you're going to download one, you're going to download Hinge. It's like a classy dating app. Yeah. I have my quirks and way back in the beginning of the season, I went into a whole big thing of Hinge peeves. I've gotten my spurs of re-downloading, undownloading. And a recent situation actually happened. I literally FaceTimed Lauren the next day and I was like listen to what happened <laughs> I went to the bar recently I've kind of been much more of a go-getter and creating more of a bigger ball for myself we walk in well when we were walking in I see a wind the window has boys and obviously I was like "Ooh, hungry eyes like I want to go for it whatever <laughs> doesn't matter we walk in and we see someone that we had recognized and my friend had called him over and there was a guy at his table that I found very 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 attractive like my type to a T and I was like is your friend in the white shirt single tell him to come over here so he comes over we're talking we had a great chat whatever it kind of ended up at that I made a TikTok about it if he sees it you know it hit me up we both have each other's numbers whatever I realized the next day because a lot of people and I'm sure you've done this too if you meet a guy and you don't get their number their Instagram their Snapchat anything the night before you're gonna try and find him on social media that's the power of the day and age we live in and I was looking him up and my one friend was like you gotta go to Facebook you gotta go to LinkedIn like you gotta try it all <laughs> and I get to Facebook and I I luckily remembered his last name because his friends were calling him by his last name. It all hit me. I had matched with this kid on Hinge, like during one of those spurs of downloading, undownloading, and a, he was way better looking in person. B, the apps do nothing for me. It's so hard to have a conversation with someone like you're either really confident you're able to hold one or you're not and it's like super boring. And that's why I deleted. Not just because of like one guy, but because of every single guy. Do not message me saying, hey, like I'm not gonna answer yeah, you. No. Even in a DM, if someone said that to me or on Snapchat, if someone was like, hey, or just sent me a picture of themselves, I'd be like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, <laughs> have some substance, please. Like, I cannot work off board. And I was just like, people just hide behind their phones constantly. Like, I wish that these dating apps weren't a thing. And now I really will never download one ever again because I don't trust it. But it's people are so quick to hide behind their phones. So if you want to go on a dating app, make sure that you got big dick energy. If you're able to DM someone or slide into their whatever messages first, all power to you. But don't just leave it at a, hey, what's up? Or like, hey, you're cute. Make your intentions pure. Definitely agree. Like even DMs, if a guy DM me, hey, I probably wouldn't answer because what am I going to say back? Hey, hey. And then like, what's <laughs> up? Like nothing much. How about you? It's like my middle school kick conversations. Okay, this is a big one because I know I've dealt with this and I'm not sure if you have. How do you deal with if your friends don't like your significant other? So I've, I feel a lot about this. In high school, my friends, they didn't like my boyfriend and I was kind of like blinded by love. And I was like, no, like I don't care. I like him, whatever. But now, like after everything, if your friends and they're truly like your good friends, if they don't like your significant other, that is the biggest red flag. I would probably break up with someone if my friends didn't like him. Your friends, especially like I have like the most amazing friends. If they saw something that they didn't like, then I would probably be like, peace out. You have to like my friends. So if they don't like you, there's a reason for it. I think that's really empowering. Do you think that friends sometimes, whether you're the guy or the girl or the girl and the girl or the guy and the guy in a relationship, do you think that friends sometimes take too much or they feed too much to that person in the relationship that it almost makes them have a different opinion on something like that they have too much to say does that make sense yeah I think it definitely depends on the friend that has something to say because 
obviously not all of my friends. I really trust their opinion. Like I would say only like my like three close friends. I really genuinely trust their opinion. But I think sometimes there have been situations where like friends will get jealous if you're like spending too much time with the guy. So like maybe they'll start saying, oh, I don't like him, this and that. At the end of the day, like it is the connection you have with that person. But I still always think if your friends and family, especially too, if they don't like the person you're with, it's just the biggest red flag. Like there's a mm-hmm. reason they don't like him. And I think when it's someone outside looking in, it's hard when you're in the situation because you're so blinded by how much you like that person to see what other people see. So from the outside, they're like, no, like there's something not right here. You should really take that. I always say in every situation with every ex, I'm the ex that your family will never stop talking about. Oh my God. That's me. That's literally me. I take pride in it because I feel like first impressions, especially with family, actually, sometimes I think it's harder meeting friends than family because friends are just so nitpicky. And if you're accepted into the circle, you are accepted into the motherfucking circle. They're going to vibe with you and you can try all you want. You could be successful. You could not be. With family, you can kind of put on this facade. You don't curse in front of them. You can control that. You don't do things that you normally would. Like you're not going to smoke in front of them. You're not going to really drink in front of them. You're not going to be immature because we're in our 20s. We're not exactly the most up there people. You can put on almost an act. Not saying that you're not being yourself, but you're kind of polishing yourself. With friends, you kind of have to be a little bit more easygoing and on edge. And I think sometimes it's harder doing that. Like you said, it's kind of crazy being like, okay, it is a red flag if they don't like them, but your connection, if it's so strong, you want to push almost, but you can't push enough. I mean, it's hard. I think family, like my sister, especially her opinion and my mom's opinion, very much I would listen to. It just depends on the person and it depends on like the friend that has something to say. I definitely relate. Every time I meet someone's family, literally my ex, I'm still friends with his mom. Like I was so close with his family. His mom literally messaged me today on Instagram and I was like, oh my God, I miss you. This is so sad. But sometimes you miss them more than you miss the person. Oh my God. Also like their family, you're not dating their family. Like you're dating exactly. And some people cross that line and like still stay in contact, which personally for me, like I wouldn't feel great about. You're not together, especially if they have a significant other. I don't want to disrespect them. It's just a very you're walking on eggshells right there you said before your friends could get jealous of not just you being in a relationship because some people envy that you may have someone and they don't but also in times where your friends get mad that they feel like you're ditching them too much to be with that significant other and like everybody's guilty of i know for me my what's your number one love language i would say quality time yeah mine's quality time i like having my alone time and like my time with that person because like yeah you could hang out with a group of people that reminds me of middle school when you had a boyfriend or a girlfriend you were always with people but we're, we're not in middle school anymore we are full functioning adult we have lives and we have our alone time and we have things that we want to do that we don't need to do with everybody else I think that people either a get really mad when people spend too much time or b people are spending too much time that they don't make the time for their friends what do you think people should do in those situations if they're feeling frustrated I think you should find a good balance because I think like in my first relationship I really struggled that I would literally have plans with my friends and sometimes ditch my friends like even though we fully had plans I'm just gonna stay in and like whatever and like if I did that now I would feel so shitty about myself because I wouldn't do that you have to find time for yourself your significant other and your friends and your family you just have to find the balance I think like if you have plans with your friends don't ditch your friends just because you want to be with your boyfriend I think you have to find time for the girls I envy like I really hate those girls that just cut off all their friends for yes. their boyfriend. that could never be me I literally in my last relationship loved him loved hanging out with him but like I would literally have FOMO I'm like no I need to be with the girls right now like yeah I want to hang out with you but like I want to be with my friends and I love that you say that because I feel like so many girls they're like oh my god I love my girlfriends they're so ride or die then the second that yes. a guy gives them attention or that they get a boyfriend it's like my friends who which I think is like so disheartening it's, okay were you just filling that void with us for that time being and waiting till you had someone else I kind of think I don't know how to like say this without it coming off too harsh but I think it's a little bit of insecurity me like I was super insecure before like when I was in high school I like just ditched my friends to hang out with my boyfriend and then like when I was single I was hey guys I'm back like here I am and I felt awful about myself and I know now if I had a boyfriend like I would never be like that because I'm so happy with who I am and the friendships that I have are so genuine that I would never not want to be with them you know Mm -hmm. speaking of friends have you ever been in a situation where you felt 
a little bit more than just a friendship with a guy? Mm, not really. Like, I wish I related to those like TikToks like that, where they're like, oh, when you snap your friend and he's looking too fine. I really have never been in that situation. I wish I have, but I feel like I'm very, a little bit too straightforward sometimes. So like, if I like you more than a friend, you're going to know. And like, I'm going to say something about it, but I haven't been in a situation where it's like, we're already friends and I like you more than a friend. I can't do anything about it. I don't know. I've never been in that situation. Okay. So a lot of people ask, how do I get out of the friend zone? And I mean, I've also never been in that situation. I think it's a beautiful thing. And I think this is something that happened with my ex and I, and I think you can agree with this is like, you become best friends and you become so close as your relationship grows. And like, I'm super thankful that I had that because that is something that I want to look for in the next person that I'm with. And that's how you get comfortable too. But I've never really been in the situation where I've had to feel like I need to get out of the friend zone. I've been an outsider looking in, but what I have taken is that in general, you just need to be a lot more straightforward. If you like someone like, what's the worst that could happen? Yes, like your friendship could have like some awkward moments then, but it's like, okay, if you really think it's worth trying or if you just think this is like a little bit of a temporary feeling, then like, I think you need to sit back, relax, analyze it and then you know what if they're giving you that vibe too, like play off of it I think it's very obvious when someone likes you and if you're questioning it then they probably don't like you like if you have to question anything then maybe like it's not what you think it is how I would say to get out of the friend zone is literally just be like hey I have feelings for you you have nothing to lose because then you're just going to be caught up in oh my god I really like my friend and you're not going to be able to move on from like liking that person or you guys could have something really amazing and you both like each other speaking of that and going after what you want. Do you shoot your shot? I definitely shoot my shot. I'm just so free. Like, I just are you like, a flirty talk. person? I'm definitely a flirty. Okay, person. me too. My personality is so flirty that sometimes I'm just like being me, and people are like, "Wait, was she like flirting with me?" Even with like my friends at home, I feel like the way that we talk is like, "Hey, like you look so sexy right now." We just always talk like that, and I, that's just how my personality developed. No, I would agree. I'm always like, "Oh, you look like such a meaty boy" to like one of my yeah. like good guy friends. My best guy friend since we're in seventh grade we dated in seventh grade still pissed we broke up he never wanted to walk with me in the hallway whatever I got (laughs) over it but he has a long-term girlfriend and they have a great relationship I'm always like wait please just date me like break up with her just date me and I like her it's not like I don't like her he knows I mean like maybe in another life I wouldn't be kidding but I feel like when you do that to your friends too you're giving them such a boost of confidence you're making them feel good about themselves and that's what friendship's about you're supposed to empower your friends like literally actually I always say this I met this like guy he's my friend now but when I first met him I said this and he was like so caught off guard I was like oh my god like I want to kiss you on the mouth but like oh, wait do you always say that I always say I, that oh Lauren we're meant to be I literally say oh I could kiss you on the mouth all the time I always say that and he was like what it's like we're gonna kiss right now but I was like no 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 I didn't mean it like that like it's just like something I said wait we really are meant to be that's just super <laughs> cute you know that's like our little thing now guys but I no I think people also that's where the flirty personalities can get you yeah. into trouble because people are kind of like oh like is she feeling me it's like no I'm just being nice like yeah. no offense like, but literally I was in Miami and I was just talking to this guy and then he kind of pulled a move and I was like what the heck I said to like my friend no I was like no I can't believe that guy would pull a move on me like what the heck and she was like you were kind of flirting with him and I was like no I wasn't not even a little she's like yeah you were so I guess it gets a little bit twisted it does think like when you make your intentions known when you're joking around like that you kind of know that they're not being serious yeah it's like I think body language is a big thing the way you look at people your eye contact everything like that I always say that I have prowl eyes I just like make direct eye contact I call them my hungry eyes and I just like kind of do like a little like thing and it like lures them it's like a Medusa or something I've like seen that on TikTok where it's like how to get a guy's attention like stare at them lock eyes then look away because also combined with my rbf plus me (laughs) trying to relax my rbf and my eyes like i don't have pretty eyes lauren has gorgeous blue eyes i don't i have shit brown eyes in the light they kind of look hazel but then with like makeup and everything and you know (laughs) perking your lips it works every time every time Try that. I have I have never done that. I'm gonna try. give you a tutorial. Like I okay. I'll make a TikTok on hungry eyes. And that that's how I'm gonna pop off. You have to do it. I need lessons. So we're gonna kind of get into a little bit with friendships because like we both said, we take our friendships very seriously. Mm-hmm. We're both on the same page, four quarters over a hundred pennies. Someone had said, I'm having a hard time finding my place within my friend group and where I feel most comfortable. What is your guys' best advice on how to remove yourself from situations with friends that you're not comfortable with or how to find your people? This is a very, very hard, especially for like young girls. And I think like I'm still very close with all my friends from high school, but I always felt like I didn't really feel 
fit in. Mm -hmm. Like, not that I didn't fit in because like, they're like amazing. Like we're all still close, but I didn't feel like I was at my full potential of being me. Mm -hmm. And I think, I don't know if this person is like still like at home or whatever, but I think a lot of your high school friends and the people that you grow up with, you're only friends based on proximity. And I even say now, like, would we still be friends if we met right now? I can't confidently say that we would be, but I think like once you find people that you have a common interest with, when I came to school, I joined a sorority and I ended up finding like my best friends because we have so much in common. And I think you just have to be very you Mm -hmm. and then follow like what you're passionate about and what you have interest with and you'll find the people surrounded by that because they have common interests like lauren said proximity and longevity if you're with the same people that you grew up with chances are you will probably have them in your life for a very very long time maybe your entire life the people that you're concerned about now if you're in high school say like in college and when you move on past graduation it is a whole new ball game like if you have that friend group that you've been with since day one i applaud you i wish i had that sometimes I really do I've met my best friends in college and out of college and I think where Lauren and I kind of differ is everybody knows I transferred but with transferring comes a lot a lot a lot of transformation who I was when I was at one school was not who I was at the second and that's because you have to grow up you're gonna lose friends along the way you're not gonna be best friends with everyone and especially your freshman year of college you cannot rely I mean if you get lucky you get lucky but freshman year you're more than likely not gonna be that close with everyone that you were best friends with you have to be your most authentic self and I feel like in high school especially people kind of are afraid to kind of get out of their shell or be who they want to be because high school sets this standard this type which is so stupid you'll know when you feel most comfortable because you won't have to question it definitely like I think the friends that I have now like just allow me to like be myself without like having to worry about like am I being too much do I fit in like we're just like I'm so authentically myself and I think when you surround yourself by your common interest Lindsay and I for example like we like genuinely became like good friends because we have common interest and you find genuine people through following what you feel passionate about and what you want to do. Exactly. And I think that when you do find those people, you don't need to be like, I'm on the hunt for it, but you're going to meet so many people. Be open to meeting people, like especially in college, those first few years and even in your later years. That's one thing that I wish more people did when I was transferring because I transferred later on in college that they would realize and be more open to it in the beginning. But talk to everyone, literally, like the best thing that happens is that you're a able to get into like all different parties if you go to a party school b you're able to you know mingle and be like oh yeah like i know so and so and make connections or whatever but like through trial and error and going through these people it's not like you're being a friend hopper you're just trying to find like who you vibe with and that's what college is all about you are going to find who you fit best with by talking to literally everyone and anyone because then you're going to find your most authentic self too where you feel most comfortable yeah and I think like also be nice to everyone you never know like what's gonna come out of that and I think just like being true to yourself is the biggest thing because if you're just like oh my god I need friends like blah 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 like and you put on this front and that's not really who you are you're never gonna be happy so never I think you just have to be true to yourself and I think well I read a book this book was actually for a class it basically said like the people that you're surrounded by your most like if you surround yourself by a millionaire and like just like all these successful people then like you're going to be more likely to be successful if you surround yourself by people who are super bummy like sleep all day slack off you're going to be a slacker you're not going to be productive so I think you have to take that into account too like what do you want to be like who do you want to be like and find those people I completely agree and that kind of leads me to my next thing someone had said I'm going to be a freshman in college in the fall and I'm extremely introverted I've been friends with the same people my entire life and I'm so nervous to leave my little bubble. What are your tips? I can confidently say I've been extroverted my entire life. So I yeah. don't really relate in the sense of being introverted, but I've seen how people that have come from being in this little shell have developed into like this beautiful butterfly of no, who they are yeah, now. Sure. But it kind of goes back to what we were saying is like, you need to find who's going to break you out of your shell. Like, I'm not saying that your friends at home are these people that don't encourage you to do things or whatever, but you're so used to it that you're not allowing yourself to experience anything else. So you're really holding yourself back. Yeah, I mean, I'm like, I've always been like pretty outgoing and everything. But I think like in this question, in this question, my I think of my sister at first, because she's like super shy. She's that girl that's like always super shy until you get to know her, then she's like, literally doesn't shut up. She went to a school that was close to home, because like, she's so comfortable at home. And like, she really liked the school, whatever. And I remember like, she roomed freshman year, she roomed with her literal best friend from home. And I was like, Caitlin, you really shouldn't do that. Like, you should meet new people. No. 
she was like, no, no, it's gonna be fine. We'll find new people. And then recruitment came around and I was like, Caitlin, you should really join a sorority. Like you really should. It's gonna help you. And she's like, no, I'm not joining a sorority. No way. Blah, blah, blah. Ends up that she joins a sorority, of course. And she has just like flourished and like Aww. has all these friends. She just put herself out there. She was like, Lauren, I'm so nervous. Like I can't go out for recruitment. Like I'm not as outgoing as you, but I was like, Caitlin, just do it. And it was like the best thing she ever did. Aww. And now she has all these friends. I know that this person isn't going to want to hear this, but like, you have to put yourself out there. You literally don't have an option. Mm -hmm. If you're going to stay reserved and just like not put yourself out there, you're not going to find any friends and you can't expect people to just come to you. Like you have to go after what you want. Especially when you're about to be a freshman in college. A lot of people I know for Temple specifically, a lot of in-state people from similar towns go to Temple. So it's nice having that backbone, like when you want to feel at home, when you're not really able to get home or you just want that sense of comfort because that's what you're used to. That's great. And if you're going to a school where you have friends going, awesome. My biggest thing though is don't get too comfortable. In order to get comfortable, you have to get uncomfortable. I've been a preacher of that my entire life. And you need to expand your horizons. Like have those people, don't room with your best friend from home. Like I hope yeah. it worked out for your sister yeah. and her. You don't need to do that. If that's what you're most comfortable doing, okay. But don't be afraid to go out of your way to meet new people that they're not necessarily going to be so close with. Like you need to be open to new opportunity and opportunity comes with so much more. You never know who you're going to meet. No, for sure. And I remember I've always just really done whatever, like, and done like the most craziest things. I went to school five hours from home. I did not know a single person coming to school. And I was like, I'm going to be fine. Like, I'm so outgoing. Like, I'll like make friends. Like, I met this roommate like over Facebook. And I remember crying. Like, I was so homesick. I was like, this is awful. And I was like, I'm going to transfer home. Like, I'm so unhappy. But then like within that uncomfiness, like I ended up finding the most amazing people. And now it's like the girls I'm friends with now, they are home to me because home, mm. I think, is like within people. It's not like it's not just a place. So but like I did have to go through that discomfort phase to like get to where I am now. And I couldn't imagine not being in the place I'm in now. I love that. That was so empowering, <laughs> Lauren. Home is not where it is. It's with the people you're with. That's beautiful. Yeah. A big takeaway from all of this, though, is obviously Lauren's still in college. She has another year. I'm about to be, which is fucking scary as shit. A year post-grad. <laughs> I think it's very telling that literally as you get older and as you experience life, whether you're in college or you're in a job and you're moving in the next phase of your life, things are always going to be changing and things are always going to be happening, whether that's with friends, whether that's with school, a job, relationships, change is always happening. And I think one thing that if you're going to take anything away from this, you have to accept change. You have to. Things are going to change no matter what. The rate I'm going at, I'm a different person every other week. So much happens. I don't think it's a bad thing. I think it's sometimes hard and people don't want to accept change, but but nothing exciting is going to happen if you don't change. Exactly. And you can't harp on things for too long. And I've definitely learned that the hard way. We both have. It's like you can feel all the feels, but you have to be like, all right, I cried. I dealt with it. We're moving on. We're moving forward. You have to do what's best for yourself. Be like Lauren. Be obsessed with yourself. Put yourself first. Like, honestly, when Lauren told me about that, when we were FaceTiming, I was like, fuck yeah. I'm not even kidding. I literally made the change and it truly does wonders for yourself. I'm like a firm believer in two things. Everything happens for a reason. So if someone's going out of your life, it's for a reason. Then you're going to meet somebody else. And also something that I always say, I say this to my friends. I say this to everybody all the time. There's so many people you haven't met yet that are going to love you so much. I couldn't even have dreamed of the people that are in my life now. Three years ago, I couldn't even have like dreamed of these people like being how they are in the relationships that I was going to have. So I think if you just do your own thing, everything else is going to follow. You got to march to the beat of your own drum completely and do it for yourself. Obviously, you can still go to Lauren's DMs. Just stop <laughs> blowing them up like freaking crazy. She's one person. You can come to my DMs. Mine are a little less hectic, so you'll probably get me before Lauren. Hi, <laughs> that's not a bad thing. No shade to anybody. The thing is like you are going to see such a change when you make that little difference in your life. Don't harp on shit. Change is good. I'll admit it. I don't like change all the time, but I know that in order if I want to move forward and get further in life, I got to do what I got to do. For sure. And at the end of the day, another thing is like, yeah, you could have all the friends in the world. You could have the boyfriend, like whatever. All you have is yourself. You're the only person that's going to be there. So why wouldn't you put nutrients in that person? Make sure that you're the best version of yourself or yourself to grow and to be better. Because then no matter what you go through, like you're always going to have 
have that one stable connection with yourself. Amen, sister. It was so much fun doing this with you. Maybe we'll do a part three, like maybe at the end of summer. Cause you know, are you doing hot girl summer? Are you committing to staying single? I put a video out there about like my take on hot girl summer. And I think there's a misconception that hot girl summer is hoeing out and sleeping around. And I was like, no, no, no. Hot girl summer is like, you meet a guy and he's not matching your energy. He's just being like annoying. Peace out onto the next. Like you have no time for anything. It's just figuring out your own thing going along with that. That's what I think a hot girl summer is, is like very much doing your own thing and being obsessed with yourself. But I mean, I'm doing that all year round. So I think whatever happens is going to happen right now. I cannot see myself being with anyone, but I think that's because no one sparked my interest. So we'll see. I agree with you wholeheartedly about the hot girl summer thing. Everyone is so fixated on, you know, going around town, talking to whoever they want to talk to, which is fine. I'm going to do that. I have every intention, but it's also being so at peace with yourself and feeling so great. You literally have to take advice from Meg the Stallion, knowing that you are that bitch. Nothing else compares to you and you know what you are worth. And I think that's incredible but I do have hungry eyes out (laughs) we're gonna have lots to talk about so maybe come August before Lauren's a senior in college we could do a part three for sure I'm always down I've actually thought about like doing my own podcast but you should I know I should but you're the queen of that for right now (laughs) Stop. thanks I mean that's why I have friends like you that make it 10 times better I could talk for hours obviously but you can't just listen to one person you got to have two people and that's what one of the great reasons why I brought Lauren back and why we have such a great friendship because you know two great minds think alike definitely i definitely agree thank you for coming let everyone know where they can follow you and ask any and every other advice question that they may have yes every social media i have is just at lauren tybee it's just my name you guys can follow me there probably i would say the best way to get me to answer is if you comment on one of my videos and if it's a good question i'll probably reply to it because my dms have been like actually insane i can't even like explain how crazy they have been so i've I'll seen try. it it's intense <laughs> It's intense. Well, thank you. And Hot Girl Summer, get ready for part three of this. Thank you, Lindsay. And that concludes today's episode, the season finale, episode 33 of season one of the Jappy Jaws podcast. I cannot thank Lauren enough for being my finale guest. I could not have imagined or wished for it to have been anyone else. And I'm so thankful that we were able to have this open and honest conversation about relationships, friendships, and growing and evolving. It truly meant the world to me. And I know it does to Lauren. Make sure that you continue to follow her and support her in every which way you can. But I've already gotten mushy gushy in the beginning, but I will say it one more time. I am so thankful and so blessed that episode 33 went as well as it did, that season one went as well as it did. It would not have been possible without you guys. And I can assure you all that within the next few weeks, I will be back and I will be up and running just as well as usual. And season two is going to be just as great, hopefully more as season one. And I hope you all are ready to stick with me and enjoy this amazing amazing ride that it's already been plus we got great things coming up we have the tiktok versus youtuber fight you already know i'm gonna be fucking talking about that we have the new season of the bachelorette with katie i am so excited for that we have tons of things to look forward to but while i prepare for that and while i prepare you all for what's to come make sure that you are subscribed reviewing rating following putting that notification bell on whatever streaming platform you are listening to jappy jaws from as well as following us aka me on instagram at j-a-p-p-y-j-a WS, as well as my personal at Lindsay Anya. Unfortunately, I will not see you next Thursday, but I will see you very, very soon. I love you all. Bye.